Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Hello everyone way. and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. In today's episode, Dr. Rachel Hamill tells us about cranial... Rachel tells us about her journey to become a cranial chiropractor and how this preventative health measure does wonders for infants as they experience a critical brain growth from zero to two years old. It can help with many things such as latching and breastfeeding, colic and constipation, or babies with flat heads. As always, thank you so much for listening. I can see that many of you listen to the podcast without being subscribed. Come along. I promise that it will be fun and there is a new episode every Thursday. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. Spotify also has a new feature where you can leave five stars. It literally takes two seconds, but it would make me super happy and be very helpful. But without further ado, let's begin. Cette chanson. Maman, papa, maman, papa. Hi Rachel, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very good and very happy to have you on. I have never spoken to a holistic cranial chiropractor before, so it's an honor. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I'm honored to be on your podcast, so thank you for having me. It's not a super common profession, so that's probably why you haven't heard it very much. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, would you please be able to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. So uh, my name is Dr. Rachel Hamill, and um, as Julie introduced me, I am a certified craniopath, which is a fancy word 
for uh, balancing the bones of the skull. And I also have my degree in chiropractic. Um, I have functional medicine and other nutritional certifications as well. So I run a very holistic practice here in sunny San Diego, California. I treat all ages from little day old babies to the elderly. And my focus in general with my practice is um, I focus on three different phases of care with individuals. And this, the phases can basically change over time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, treating little babies, it's going to be a little bit different, but specifically for adults, when I treat adults, I focus on three different phases for my patients. The first phase is fixing any mechanical imbalances of the body and the nervous system. So anything that may be impeding, allowing the body to heal. Um, I search for that first. The second phase is any chemical imbalances of the body, whether it's toxins or uh, vitamins, mineral deficiencies, uh, bugs, things of that nature. And then the third is emotional balancing of the system. So those phases have lots of different facets in them, but the whole goal of what I do in my practice is to regain balance to the body so that the body can itself heal itself because that's Mm -hmm. what it's been to do is to self-heal, self-regulate, but there's very few instances where a percentage of the time where the body cannot get back into that self-healing regulating mechanism. And so it usually lies within a dysfunction in one of those three phases. So that's what I focus on with my practice. It's, um, you know, never a dull moment in here. We're seeing lots of different (laughs) ranging in that spectrum, but the focus in general is always to create and regain balance in the body for healing. Mm, well, that's very interesting. And it must be a very rewarding job as well, because you can see the progress, I'm sure, which is always so nice, like the evolution. Yeah, it's very rewarding. It's also just like special seeing, treating little ones and, you know, watching them grow and mm-hmm. develop function optimally and then of course you know as adults it's very rewarding as well to see people attain their goals and get back to what they love doing and also just accelerate in their life one of my biggest visions of my practice is to empower people to live the life they're called to and you can't really do that if you're bogged down with health implications or you know barriers in your life so it's very rewarding I would say treating little ones is probably more rewarding because I get the chance to impact their future, which is really Mm. exciting. As adults, we're kind of just chasing a lot of things that probably stemmed from early on in our development. (laughs) So it can be done. It's just a lot of backtracking and uh, rewiring different systems in our body neurologically. Whereas a child or an infant, we get to allow them to change and adapt in a healthy environment. And so that can change the trajectory of their life and how they develop, how their immune system develops and their nervous system develops. So it's it's definitely very rewarding. Mm, For sure. And I'd be curious to know exactly, for example, for infants, because I don't know if it's just me from like, I feel like sometimes we go to the chiropractor because we have, we're aching somewhere or, you know, we need that special help. So how does it work for babies? What are the, the reasons why they need to see a chiropractor? Yeah, that's absolutely a great question. So 
many people just, you know, assume that chiropractic is just for pain management. And, you know, that's kind of a, a hole that our profession has kind of dug. While it is very uh, amazing for pain management and regulation, um, and it has so many other deep facets of where it can help be a preventative health measure. So, for instance, for children, for babies, a lot of what we do is actual preventative healthcare in that setting, because the most dynamic change of brain growth that we have, where we are growing our brain, where we're growing all of our synaptic reflexes, our connections within our brain and our nervous system develop from birth to two years old. So mm. that is a very critical window that we have to basically enhance that brain's ability to grow, to function, to adapt. And it's also a place where if there is not, you know, management within that session, that that brain or that nervous system will adapt in what we call compensatory patterns. So it's going to adapt no matter what, but is it to the full potential? That's what we like to enhance by treating little ones as young as possible. Now, that's more of the preventative side, and we can go into that more in just a second. As far as for typically what families will bring their little ones in for now, and it's getting more recognition, there's more education being put out there by professionals like myself. Very early on, there can be things like colic that an infant might have symptoms of. There can be instances where that infant is also more constipated or just really uncomfortable, really gassy. Uh, they have a lot of discomfort in their digestive system. Um, there can be instances of what's called torticollis, which is basically the, the neck and head are, are spasmed in a certain direction and they can't really turn their head for both ways. I encourage really a lot in my practice breastfeeding for the infants that I'm working with. And just because when we look at the development of what's called the cranium or the skull, it really relies on proper sucking, proper tongue position, uh, tongue restriction, and breastfeeding just initiates so many wonderful things for that infant, um, not just in their immune system and their digestive system and really getting all of the nutrients that they need, but additionally, it develops the palate of that child and how it grows and develops and how they get proper reflexes that way. So I always encourage breastfeeding. So a lot of referral partners that I work with will refer little ones in that are having trouble latching. They're having trouble transferring milk very well, you know, or the, the mother may not be producing enough milk, which is usually mm -hmm. the child problem, not the mom problem. Um, Cause they're not getting an adequate duck and latch very well to expel the milk. So those are kind of some other things that, that uh, the parents will refer their children in for as far as specifically for breastfeeding. There's other things as far as the, the child may not be hitting their milestones, which uh, are very important for children to hit specific milestones in their development. And that just relies on how well the neurological system is working. You know, maybe they're not focusing well, um, they're noticing signs of some neurological um, issues really early on. Other things can be like they're getting sick a lot or their immune system is, isn't regulating as well. So those can be all real 
typical things that an infant can come in for more specifically. And then as they, you know, age and develop, we're just making sure that their nervous system really adapts well to how their body is growing, how their bones and muscles and joints are growing. And if we can adapt them as well as possible, then oftentimes those are the children that don't really have that much issues <laughs> because mm. they develop healthy um, and they don't have to create all of these patterns that are compensatory. They just are able to adapt naturally to how their body is growing and developing. So there's obviously things that they will bring little ones in for. Another one for an infant, which is probably, I guess, more popular now, um, being in the cranial world is they will say the shape of my child's or baby's head looks different. <laughs> um, different from what? From others? Yeah, it's not round. There's a flat spot. There's, um, you know, one eye is, is a little bit wider than the other. Their chin is like shaped differently. So most often it's the back of the head where it looks basically flat back of their head and so they'll say you know my, my child's head just doesn't look look uh normal and round <laughs> so not only is it just aesthetic there's actually really big implications on the brain when there are those areas that are actually putting pressure on the brain so for instance like a flat head on the back of the head that's putting direct pressure on the back of the brain so there the you know the parents will come in thinking um, oh, I just want like my child's head shape to be different aesthetically. But in a neurological standpoint, there's also really big implications to that, that we can help also, you know, round out the skull, but more importantly, to make sure that the brain and the neurological system is working and adapting as healthy as possible. So there's definite things that people can bring their children, babies in for, but additionally, there's a lot of preventative care within that range because we're enhancing the availability of the nervous system to work. Mm. Well, it's very interesting because I can definitely think of a few babies I've seen with a flat head, but I never thought anything of it. I thought it was just because they're laying down more. <laughs> yeah, that's one point is children can have a flatter head from too much laying on their back. And, you know, they're in car seats for a long period of time. Sometimes, and, and this is not to, you know, shame or say anything to parents, especially ones with like multiple children, they just don't have as much time. And so um, sometimes they'll just keep them in things for long, longer periods of time. And that can flatten some of the head for sure. Um, there's also, you know, a big stigma from the, the medical association to not allow children to be on their bellies and to sleep on their bellies, which has totally been proved wrong. Mm -hmm. So they put them on their back for everything and, uh, and actually to integrate the, the neck and create a proper curve in the neck, they need to be on their belly and they need to lift their head up. So that's one thing that I definitely encourage my patients to do. If they're uncomfortable though, laying on their belly, then that's something telling us that something neurologically is not balanced. So we need to go and we need to figure out where that's at in their nervous system so that they can spend more time on their belly. But to answer your question, yes, being on the back is another reason for it being flat. 
but the most common reason for it is because of the birth, how they either were in the pelvis before the birth or how they descended down the birth canal, or if they use instruments or C-section, mm-hmm. those are all the reasons for the shape of the head. Mm, that's interesting. Is it something that you wanted to do as a kid or when did you feel like you wanted to become a, a chiropractor? <laughs> definitely not. Um, this was uh, definitely a journey personally that I went through, which is most of us, you know, healthcare or alter- alternative healthcare workers, we end up doing what we're doing most of the time because of something that happened personally to us or someone in our, you know, close connection, our family. So no, um, I mean, growing up, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was interested in health for sure, more like Western side of health because my sisters and my mother were nurses. So I enjoyed science and things of that nature, but it wasn't until I was about 18 years old that I came down with a um, illness and I was very, very ill for um, about two years. I was actually bedridden. And it was kind of through that process, which ended up being a longer process, but just through those couple of years that I, you know, tried a lot of Western medicine techniques. I had lots of not pleasant experiences and I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And I grew up not in California. I grew up in a very um, country area, (laughs) a small town area. So we didn't really have access to a lot of things other than more Western medicine. Um, or just, you know, the local doctor that you could go to. So Mm -hmm. um, at that point, I had never really had that much chiropractic exposure. Um, But it was with the help of a chiropractor, long story short, that started to change my mindset around health. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And it wasn't like a traditional... A story of I had this magical adjustment and I was just like restored mostly actually the chiropractor that I went to he did mostly nutritional work but because he was able to think outside of the box that's what started me on my interest in different types of healthcare. so from that point, I went back to school. I was still very ill. Uh, this chiropractor in general helped me probably gain about like 30%, maybe 40% of my health back. So I went back to school and I said, you know, I got to learn more things because I've kind of tapped out what I, what I can hear where I'm at. So I went to school and I was kind of battling either being a naturopath or a chiropractor. And this is before I knew anything about what I do now. Uh, mm-hmm. I just was interested in alternative health. So the chiropractor uh, basically said, you know, if you do chiropractic, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can specialize whatever you want. If it's nutrition, just, you just have to get your degree first. So that's the route that I took with the grace of God. I was able to finish school. I was very, still very ill, but during that process, I was introduced to so many phenomenal people. When I moved to to Northern California for chiropractic school, I was introduced to like so many just amazing healthcare providers. California is really a big hub for very great medical people. So I was introduced to many different facets of health. And one of those was the world of craniopathy which I had never heard about. I didn't even know existed. I didn't learn it in school. It was from one of my mentors that introduced me to this field. And when I started uh, shadowing him and learning this type of care, because this is when I talk about craniopathy, chiropractic is now becoming way more common. Um, It's in lots of different countries, but the world of craniopathy is very, very, very uncommon. It's there's not much of us in the U.S. total. I would say probably about 250 total practitioners in the U.S. Um, I don't know about, you know, other countries. I just kind of know where I'm at. So it's very unique. But when I started learning more about the brain and the nervous system and changing what is called your airway and things of that nature, I was so interested. And so I began to learn that field after school. I trained under mentors. I still have a huge interest in nutrition. So half of my practice is also nutrition, but it wasn't until I was in practice and I never thought I would treat children. Um, I love children, but I never thought that was for me. Uh, I just thought I was going to be treating, you know, probably very ill patients like myself, adults, things of that nature. But it wasn't until I was in practice and I started utilizing what I do now that, you know, families would bring their children in and I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, I need to to learn how to do this on children. Mm very different. Like treating an infant is radically different than an adult. So over the years, then I started getting, you know, more pediatric types of training. And now I'm certified as a pediatric craniopath as well. 
So that kind of fell into my lap. And it's such a joy now, I can say, because my days are kind of split up where I'll have, you know, days where I'm treating kids and it's fun. It's a different type of energy treating a toddler. (laughs) But then there's so much joy and there's so much connection there that you get to create with those patients. So I never thought I would be treating children, but there's such a huge need. And once I started learning about that, I was like, oh my gosh, everything that I'm treating in these adults, they can be prevented as a child. So really the more dynamic part of my practice is actually really treating children because you get to change so many different facets of their health. So I don't know if that completely answered your question, but it was a journey. It's still a journey. I'm still learning and growing all of the time, but definitely my own health journey led me into the alternative medicine field. And then from that, I've um, adapted. I've, I've basically taken different facets of different health uh, principles and I've combined them into what really works for myself and what I've seen really have thrive in my patients. And that's working through those three systems of health that I explained in the very beginning. Hmm. Yeah, this is very interesting. And it's funny as well. Yeah. How sometimes we don't think we're going to go in that field necessarily. It's the same a little bit for me. I, you know, I don't know. I kind of discovered a few years ago, conscious parenting and it's the same, like, you know, I don't know. It kind of it has such a big impact that you're like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And if it can change someone's life, then like, that's it. You made it, you know, there's nothing else to it. But is there a, a memorable experience maybe that you can share something that stayed with you? Oh man, um, that's hard to choose. Cause that can happen like every single week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely there are certain cases that, you know, I can recall as far as if we just talk about children for infants, you know, they're able to breastfeed and thrive. And, you know, the, the mother is just so thankful because they're, they're able to, to breastfeed without difficulty. And there can be a lot of like shame and guilt on mothers, putting a lot of stress on themselves for their little ones. And so I like when I'm treating infants to really just explain that, Hey, this is not all on you like there's some definite neurological things that are happening from the birth that we just need to work on and we need to address and then things usually really easily connect and and go well so I have probably thousands of stories of of that with little little infants and families some other memorable stories are you know I deal with children as well on different realms of the spectrum because I am directly affecting the brain working on the cranial system that just means basically balancing the bones of the head because they move the bones of your head move even in adults they move so uh, when those are not moving correctly that impacts how the brain works and so because of that I also see for children in particular you know different kids on the spectrum and Um, so many memorable accounts of just like their personalities start changing in a, in a good way. Um, they're way more calm. They're able to now focus, you know, for the things that they need to, um, the, the families are just super grateful because they have their kids back in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, sometimes those are very complex cases, but those are also, 
uh, very rewarding to see those children and in, in, in changing the trajectory of their neurological system. What else? There, there's lots to choose from. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. I guess it's so nice to see the, the evolution and how they're just going to feel more comfortable in their life. And yeah, I guess it, obviously we know when we're in pain, we're not ourselves, as you said, you know, so it's good to, to find yourself back. I think anyone who's had a, a longer disease can also understand that, that you kind of become, it's like you have a little cloud over your head, kind of. Yeah. And with little ones too, you know, they can't tell you they're in pain. So mm-hmm. it's hard to know, you know, what's going on. So they're just, you know, more fussy or they're not sleeping well, or they're just not feeding well, or they're not, you know, in a certain position and they can't say, Hey, you know, that's uncomfortable to me. So they're just going to react how they're going to react. And so uh, that can be frustrating too, but we just figure out where it is that that's being impacted. And usually, you know, they don't continue those patterns and that gives a lot of peace of mind for parents too. For sure. Yes. It can be frustrating to see a baby crying all the time and you don't know what's going on and you cannot talk to them, you know, as in, like you can talk to them, but they cannot speak back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Absolutely. Uh, is there any last advice that you would like to share? Oh, wow. Uh, last advice. So I would say for maybe the parents that are listening, since this is more parents-based, is, um, you know, a lot of times what I like to encourage parents is that I think parents know their kids more than anyone else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I always encourage parents, like you focus a lot on education. I told them, you know, your education does not stop once you enter your doctor's door. So your education for your child and your intuition for your child, if you feel like something is is not right, don't ignore those feelings um, because your intuition for your child, it's very important. And you know, if you're maybe not seeing things that you think are uh, the best for your child or their development or their growth, you know, continue educating and continue fighting for your children because it's very important. But don't just leave all of your care of your child to your doctor, even myself included. Your education does not stop when you enter that door. Educate about all of the things with your children and, you know, also just take care of yourself because a lot of parents, when they have children, all of the focus goes on their child, which is very important, but you also have to know that, you know, for women, your body completely changed and Mm -hmm. (laughs) hormones are different and, you know, your sleep schedule is now disrupted. So it's very important to additionally take care of your nervous system and to make sure that you're getting care additionally to help your focus be more on your children but you can't when you're stressed out and you're not feeling good so don't neglect yourself in the process you know you're you're doing good (laughs) and uh just to to continue to educate and just let your kids be kids that's really important Mm, I like that yes for sure sometimes we we forget either I think we don't want them to go up at all or we're like okay come on now <laughs> so it's good to to let them a lot of pressure be kids, on kids. yeah <laughs> a lot of pressure on kids 
to, to perform or to do certain things. So while there's a time and place for that, like just let them be kids too. That's important. I love that for sure. Yes. Is there anyone, so whether you know them personally or not, that you think have an interesting view on education or, for example, had an interesting upbringing themselves? Um, I've learned many different things from many different people within the, you know, mom, parent, baby field. <laughs> so I've learned from many different people, you know, whether it's healthcare providers in general, um, learning about all of the facets. I'm trying to remember her name. There's a very interesting practitioner who helped me a lot with nutrition for kids, which was, I think I thought was really a valid. I'll try to send you her information. If I can remember mm -hmm. her name, just fleeting my memory at this moment, but she does a lot of great education as far as, you know, parents will ask me, oh, oh what's like the best foods to start with, or, you know, um, what are great things? So she has a great system to help you do that in a healthy way and not to like overstress about it. So she's a really good resource. What else? There's like endless midwives that I've learned gleams and tons of information from. So there, there's lots of information out there. It would probably be hard for me to choose just one, uh, but there's lots of brilliant people in the education and children's section. Children's Health Defense is also a really great resource. It's a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. where they help also educate families and they do a lot of research as far as what may be harming your children or, you know, things in their environment or um, things that, that maybe could be not so good for your children. So um, that's a wonderful nonprofit as well to keep in line with things that are happening in the world, ways to help your children and things to just be aware of. Mm. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. We will leave that in the show notes so that everyone can, can find them if they want to educate themselves as it also links to your advice on keeping the education going and being curious so that you can help your kids and your family at best. Yeah, I would also say like a shameless plug to I've been writing a book for three years, three and a half wow. years. It will be finished. Well, it's finished, but it will be um, in print hopefully next month. So I go through all of the different facets in way more depth than what I explained today of the three different facets of care, all the birth trauma, all the stuff that happens. So that will be released if people want to just jump on my blog to keep informed of when that's released. That will also be really helpful because I have like all of the different types of resources already within the book. So it's meant to be a guide for people to go and look through and find things that will help themselves and their children for whatever ailment that they have. Sounds amazing and very useful. So obviously all of your links will be in the, in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this, please go and check out the book because it's a lot of work and it's amazing and very useful. Well, thank you so, so much, Rachel, for your time today. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.